Hey there, authentic leaders. We have some really exciting news for all of you today. In this podcast, we've been exploring living and leading with greater authenticity, a life aligned with what we truly care about. And David and I have found that living authentically leads to increased credibility in our leadership, along with vitality, freedom, meaning, and ultimately driving purpose in our lives. Now, the conversations on these podcasts really are an extension of our authentic leadership retreat, The Other Everest. This is a world-class event where we invite leaders at all levels of organizations and in all walks of life. They come and join us in remote locations where we turn off our devices, where we disconnect and really connect to our hearts and who we truly and authentically want to be as leaders. Now, we're aware that not everyone has the ability to up and go to a leadership retreat, and obviously for so many reasons. And for whatever reason that may be for you, we feel strongly that you should still be able to be a part of this authentic leadership journey. So the really exciting news we have is that the Other Everest World Class Retreat will now be a world-class online program for you, the authentic leader. This will be a life-changing, transformative online experience. You will be able to do this from anywhere in the world and completely at your own pace. It's a space where you can deepen your commitment to being a leader through increased self-awareness, a stronger and clearer purpose and presence, and where you can join a community of authentic, like-minded leaders who have all embarked on a journey together. That journey is to the other Everest. So stay tuned to the podcast or visit www.davidirvin.com for more information. We look so forward to going on this journey with each and every one of you. And now for your regularly scheduled podcast. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. Our intent in this podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives, and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference, making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves, which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. 
She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Traveling Through This Crisis on the Road Less Traveled. I'm David Irvin, and I am here with my friend and colleague, Ali Stone. And we have been talking the last several weeks about connecting with our authentic self, which means connecting with our humanity, and how do we deepen that connection with ourselves and with others through this uh, coronavirus, coronavirus. And I've, I know we've both, Ali and I, have talked about a wide range of emotional reactions that we've all had and we've, the roller coaster of it all and how to embrace all this without it having define us and how do we walk through it without def- distracting from it. And I just felt, Ali, today that we might spend a little time talking about caring and what the world is needing today. I think there's a, there's a difference between uh, watching the news and opening our heart between letting, letting this experience touch us deeply, whatever's going on in the world right now, and being embraced by the drama, or being distracted, I'm gonna say, by the drama. And so I just thought it was important for this episode that we step back and just talk about opening your hearts and bringing caring to the world. What does that actually mean at this time? Because is you know, in, in this whole, uh, area of racism, of illness, of, uh, of this opportunity to be kind to each other as we come back into our workplaces, our workplaces gradually opening up. How do we bring kindness? How do we bring caring? What does that actually mean? So, Allie, what are your thoughts about that initially? Well, I mean, it's integral, but it's, it's also hard to focus on because there has been so much going on everybody's lives have been totally turned upside down and um sometimes like those kinds of things like the idea of caring or um the act of caring could fall to the wayside when we're so overcome by all of the uncertainty and stress and things that are all the loss, right? We've talked about the loss and the grief in our lives. To care is to give. And you have to kind of work through some stuff to come back there to be able to like put that back out in the world. But I think that this conversation is really timely today, at least probably for you and I, because it's time, right? It's time to Um, We've been really trying to contribute with these conversations, but they've also been helping us. (laughs) But I think that it's time to really, yeah, I've been thinking about it over the last week. Like it's time to make a concerted effort to show the type of care that at least I'm known for as a leader and get back to who I want to be away from this whole pandemic and 
um, you know, you can't deny that something like this comes in and changes you a little bit and, and changes your perspective, hopefully for the better. But I think I lost focus of some of the ways that I would have took care of people in my life or on my team. Um, and I'm really starting to miss it. You know, you start to have this like longing for it again. <laughs> I don't know if that, if that resonates at all with you, but um, like I'm ready to go out and start putting that ripple back in the pond in a really, yeah, impactful and uh, compassionate way. A big part, I totally resonate with that. A big part of our lives these days has been about protocol. What's the right protocol? How do we make sure that we do what's respectful for our society? What's respectful for our healthcare system? Um, how do we, what's appropriate? What's not appropriate? And I, I find myself as, as we begin to move back into, and I don't think it's going to be a new normal. It'll just simply be a new reality. But as we move back into this new reality, there's just a lot of uncertainty. Do I shake people's, I noticed this, I was at a meeting um, for the first time last week and we were exercising social distance. Do I shake people's hand? Do I hold back? Uh, how do I express my caring? And sometimes I can be so caught up in protocols and what's right and what's proper and frankly, what's good, but I can forget that what really is good is to open my heart and make sure that I stay caring. And I know you have had a ton of experience with that the last few weeks as you have moved back into opening up your restaurant and doing the best you can to care about your guests, to care about your staff, and, uh, and to care uh, about the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's important to stop and recognize that maybe caring starts with recognizing how difficult, how difficult it is right now to care and yeah. how challenging it is to just be compassionate and to just stop and just be patient with our own humanity through this and then extend that to others. Totally with you. I'm like, and also, yes. And so I had the opposite experience too. So here's what happened to me. I decided I wanted to go to this like new gym and try it out. Some gyms are opening up and I kind of just missed that community. Right. And so I go to this gym and I walk in, it's brand new. Um, and the trainer walks up to me and she's all nice, got this big smile on her face and I stick my hand right out to shake her hand and you just see the smile drop off her face <laughs> and she steps back. And I was like, so I was, I was too loose in that situation. Then I started laughing because I was like, I should, like, how do I not even, but I was just excited to meet her. She approached me in this genuine, open way. I was in a new environment. I was trying to be caring. And that actually didn't work. <laughs> so I ended up getting a fist bump. It's okay. <laughs> but I just thought, oh man, like this is really put a kink in things for me because I am really open. So, you know, I don't even want to shake your hand. I actually just kind of want to hug you. <laughs> like, and we've talked about this before too, but that is part of my after my show of caring. Like I am genuinely excited to meet you. And so absolutely. And what's important in that is not to like that is a human experience and we are all going to experience that in our own way and i've got my own story here in a minute 
But I have to tell you that what's important, we just have to remind ourselves not to close off our caring heart as a result of that experience. You've got to stay caring. You've got to stay patient. You've got you to keep stumbling forward. You've got to keep extending the hand when you have that impulse and recognize we're not, it's not necessarily the right thing to do and it might not be well received even if it is okay to do that. Frankly, and just accept some humanity in that. What were you going to say? I was a little embarrassed, quite frankly. Like, I was hard on myself. And then I had to, like, check myself after the class and be like, no, it's okay <laughs> that you want to shake somebody's hand and meet them. It sucks that this is the circumstance, but that's okay. Like, don't lose that, alley. This is, like, an important piece of you, and you're going to have to figure out how to work with this. But my immediate reaction was, like, shame. Like I should have known better, right? <laughs> and she didn't make me feel that way at all, but it, it was inside of myself, right? And so you're talking about not closing off to that. That's such an important thing you're talking about right now because um, like if I went through that, that quickly, like my first time walking back into a gym, can you imagine how many people who interact with people all the time are going through that right now and, and, and going through that embarrassment or uh, second guessing of did I handle this situation properly? Am I am I being judged for trying to shake somebody's hand, or am I allowed to be within six feet of this person? There's just so many things to think about that impacts that just really deep, unbridled caring that can come out of people. So it's tough right now. And the reason I'm going to suggest that that's hard for you is because you care and you have a conscience, and you're authentic. So the two opposite ends of that spectrum, which in my mind would not be authentic, is we just bolt in and shake hands indiscriminately and say, I don't care about the protocol. I don't care about others. I don't care about you. I'm just going to do this because this is what I want to do. Or alternatively, you walk in with a wall around yourself, and you never reach out. And you never allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to be embarrassed. And you just close off and build a wall around yourself and come in and use the gym equipment and leave. Right. And I think either extreme lacks what you just demonstrated. It's still hard. <laughs> of course. It's of course. This path. is not the road more traveled. This is hard. <laughs> it's hard to be authentic. It's hard to be real. It's hard to expose like, ourselves. Darn authenticity. Seriously. <laughs> Vulnerability. Come on. <laughs> I just want to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's get a break from this, right? I totally get it. I, but I, I don't think I did anything wrong, right? And so I walk away from it once I can get past that immediate, like, little annoying voice in my head. <laughs> and you know, The fact that you can demonstrate that and even talk about that demonstrates to me why you're such a great leader, why you earn trust with people on your team, why you can build such an incredible culture. Those two are absolutely correlated. That's what leadership is. And if you, if you didn't go through that or you le at least even couldn't share that because you were so ashamed of it, well, that's a silly little experience. No, it was real for you. That's what makes you who you are. Yeah. Yeah, it was really real, right? So it's like weird talking about it because it actually was small, but it, in the moment, it's so real. And yeah, grabs you. So you brought to my attention this concept of, that I wrote about in my caring book, my book, uh, a ca uh, Caring is Everything. And it's a story of, about an anthropologist 
who went to study children in Africa. And he was, as he was studying these children, what he did was he put a basket of fruit near a tree and he told the, ch the kids in this village that whoever got there first would win the sweet fruit. They were all holding their hands up and said, oh, I want to get there. And they all just were thrilled to have, be able to have this fresh fruit. And when he said go, they all took each other's hands and ran together and sat in a circle and enjoyed their treat. And then he asked the children why they did this. Because they said, he said, one of you could have had many more treats. And when they, when they could have had all the treats for themselves if they got there first, and they all responded with this word called Ubuntu. And, the answer, and when he asked them what that meant, he said, how can any of us be happy if all the others are sad? Yeah. And so this is a very critical principle that's required in our world today. Romeo Dallaire, the humanitarian and uh, retired general, said it this way, we are all humans and no human being is more human than any others. And it's about this notion that I am because we are, that we are part of something. No one is above anybody else. So I had the experience, I found it so interesting because you, point, you, you texted me and you, you pointed that page out in my book and, and we're, we're talking about why don't we talk about this tonight in our podcast. And in the meantime, after you texted me that, I started to think about this notion of Ubuntu. And at the same time that I was focusing on Ubuntu and what that meant in our world, and yeah, it sounds like a really cool thing, I got a letter, an email from my neighbor. Now, you know where we live, and we live above this creek. And so on the weekend, my family, were, we were all walking down to the creek, and we discovered this new trail that came up around the creek and that it kept, it, it was a shortcut so that we could, it's a long story, but we could make this loop. And our neighbor emailed us and said that they have a critter cam, which means that they take pictures of wildlife that are on their property. And we, to get home, we have to cut through a corner of their lot, the very corner of their lot, and it cuts in front of their living room. The whole trail is not on their property, but the last part of the trail to get to our house. And I got so defensive. And I'm thinking, why are they being so picky? And why are they being so self-righteous? And then I get this text from you that I've been thinking about Ubuntu. And I began to soften my heart. And I began to say, you know what? They had the courage to rape me. Mm -hmm. And they had the courage to say something. Yeah. And I need to respect that. And I need to not just, I, I, could, I could respond with three responses. I could say, screw you. 90% mm -hmm. of this trail is not on your property. And I don't care what you think. If I cut across your, the front part of your lawn, who cares? Or I could say, okay, but I'm going to be miserable and I'm going to treat you 
uh, I'm going to see what I can do to make your life miserable for the rest of the, the time that we live here, which would be for a long time, I hope. And I could be a miserable neighbor, or I can say, you know what? I need to be empathic, and I need to let go, and I need to respect a person's wishes, and I'm not going to carry this around in my heart. So you made a difference by reminding me of something that I have talked about today. Well, so glad that that brought you almost a pause, right? Um, I, yeah, it's funny when I'm in those situations too, it's like the universe just sends something down for me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, right, right. And you know what else, Dave? You were on a critter cam. You know, you can check that off on your to-do list of life. <laughs> I don't know what a critter cam is, so you'll have to enlighten me at some point, but it sounds like something I might be into. <laughs> so what a, what a, I'll enlighten you now. So it's a camera that you hang on your tree. Okay. And it has a um, certain kind of night vision so that it can take pictures at night. That's great. And it actually takes pictures all for 24 hours a day. And then you download it on your computer and you watch all of the animals that came across your property. So we've seen coyotes. We have one in our yard too. Okay. We've seen coyotes and cougars and bears that have come across our yard at night that you would never see because they're nocturnal animals. Right. That's pretty cool. It is. I don't but it also, it, you also keep track of your neighbors or anybody else who's trespassing on your property. So one might say they're misusing the critter cam. <laughs> One could, but they're also... Uh, they're also just caring, right? They, they're also caring. Keeping that sacred space, and that's okay, too. And, we can and, I, and I, can't, I can't take any space in my heart for being hardened mm -hmm. and carry resentment. Yeah. We have to let go today. We have to name it. We have to feel our feelings. And then we have to let it go so that we can bring a sincere authentic open heart to our lives because that that blocks us from the caring that we're talking about that blocks us from where we started today if you're walking around carrying that that could have come out in a interaction that you had with somebody else today inadvertently because you were closed off so i think um again i i, I like the analogy of the ripple but the ripple effect whether negative or positive can be so big and um if we don't take the time to really think about that, you know, like we might not realize. So, and the same goes on the other side for the caring, right? When we can, as you're talking, have that open heart, create that caring space and atmosphere. Can you imagine the ripple effect of that in the world, especially in light of everything that's going on <laughs> right now, right? That's crazy. And, and, and it, what we're also saying, Allie, 100%, what we're also saying is, we have to be real through it. So yeah. it, it, my letting go was preceded by five minutes of venting with my good wife about both of our frustration about that. Yeah. Uh, but then we both agreed it's not worth ruining a relationship with a neighbor over this. Mm -hmm. It's just a path. We don't need to pretend like we're not human. <laughs> we still need to talk about it and get it off our chest, but then we can move on right? We can do that in a safe space and then we can move on and you can have a good relationship and hopefully not be on the critter cam again. <laughs>
Because then you might be in big trouble if you're on the critter critter count again. <laughs> it's also a great tool for watching for teenagers when they come home. <laughs> when your girls are growing up, that's why you got it, right? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. I'm gonna I'm just gonna have to get one. I live in the city, but I mean I'm just gonna have to get one and see what Well you'd be surprised what could come across your yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, let's keep our heart open. Let's keep caring. Uh, let's keep being human through this. And, you know, our call, I, I would like to suggest a call to action that we really begin to look at where we keep our heart open during the day, mm-hmm. where we allow ourselves to let compassion come through us. Compassion isn't something that comes from us. It comes through us. It's part of what the, the nature of the universe. And I just want to be a channel for kindness and a channel for um, compassion, and a channel for caring about people around me. And, and if you ask for that intention and make that intention really clear that, you, that I want to do that, you, I, I believe we'll find all kinds of opportunities. And it is not the road more traveled. It, is not, it does not come naturally for some of us, especially when we've been cooped up for three months, when we've been isolated, when we've been... Uh, when our gifts aren't being used, when we have a range of emotion through this, when we're going back to work um, and we're, you know, nervous and we're embarrassed and we have a range of feelings, it's, it, caring isn't separate from all of that. It's appreciating it, it's embracing it all, and it's opening up to the fact that we are not alone in this thing called humanity and that you can't sink half a ship. If any of us are unhappy, we're all going to be in the same boat here. Um, and I don't know that we all experience this the same. We're all in probably different boats, but we are in the same storm together here. Yeah. And so my, our message is let's bring a little compassion to the whole process. Now, being one of the most generous, caring people that I know, you, I'm sure, would have some closing thoughts about all this. <laughs> I, just, I just think that your call to action is so important. And I would just add to that that, uh, when you are open to that, pay attention to how it makes you feel. Because if you really start to lean into that, you will trigger <laughs> that quickly, more quickly within yourself. And I know I do anyway, because I know I feel fabulous <laughs> when I'm caring for other people. I know that that's one of my higher states um, emotionally or psychologically that I can be in. And I know what that feels like. And that's probably why I am caring and compassionate because it feeds me, feeds my heart and it feeds my soul and it makes me happy. So if you can attune to that feeling, if that can be a frequency that you like to feel, you'll just naturally gravitate to it <laughs> too and create that beautiful, beautiful ripple in the pond. So. Well, keep, keep the ripples coming. Thanks, Allie, and thank you all for joining us in this episode. Keep caring, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time, as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time 
Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again.